Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Good morning, Alan, and Happy New Year to you and all listeners. Johnny, I've started in, in all my uh, exchanges with the various representatives with the whole area of health, and I'm just looking at the Irish Daily Mail, the front page today, where it says you face up to 14 hours in A&E and thousands of health workers are out sick. I believe as many as 1 in 20 are currently out sick uh, because of the uh, situation that the health service now finds itself in. What's your reaction to this? Uh, first of all, from a local level, what do you think? Well, Alan, um we know that we know that the that the hospital situation is is, is in dire straits. I mean, recently in um, November, just the end of November, there it was a, a Hickwell report out, and which they have stated, Alan, that the, the educate the sorry the uh, emergency departments are on unprecedented strain, and the INMO actually said, and this is way ahead of time, Alan, the hospitals face um, a nightmare winter. Uh, and we see that that what's happening now at the moment is everyone is mentioning this uh, perfect storm. But Alan, in reality, even in the summer, uh, hospitals have been operating at, at, at or near uh, above 100% capacity year-round. Ideally, there's, they, they, they usually work around 80 to 85% capacity. That's outside of the winter months. And this is well, well predicted, Alan. And it was inevitable, and yeah. really the government really sat on their hands at this, and the way this will actually hit the crisis hit till the tipping point uh, uh, is now, and, and they have to take action now. OK, so how far down the line do you think this was predicted? Did they have adequate time? Because I'm sure government representatives will respond accordingly. Do you think they had enough time to be aware of the situation they were going to find themselves in and to have tackled it? Uh, th- that's the issue, Alan. I mean... If you look at the history of, 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 of this particular issue, uh, we had we had a, a representative stating only only last week that they had there was more capacity in 1981 than there are now in 2023, and that this is every year it comes up, Alan, and still it's it's looked at it's it's, it's not it's not treated properly. Look at we know we know the issues the issues have been there. The INMO have been raising it every week in the, in the papers and in, in in broadcasting and everything you know, so it has been raised. They're well aware of it. I mean, it was predictable. It was inevitable it was going to happen. And unfortunately, when we have the COVID, the, the RSV and flu uh, all hitting at the same time as well, yeah. it added, it added to, to the capacity issue and all staffing issue. All right, Johnny, I, I want to sort of uh, get your reaction, your response and your proposals because throughout the course of the week, Minister Brown, uh, Deputy Murphy and Deputy Howland, I asked them for what they would do to change things and to improve things. I mean, Brendan Howland was the most recent one in Wembley yesterday and he stated quite clearly the 96-bed unit. This is non-negotiable at this stage. This just has to be in. Um, we've got the lack of GPs, we've got the lack of dentists, we've got other health professionals. We're going to hear about the situation when revolving around the severe shortage of social care workers. I'll be speaking to Jane Johnson in a few moments and the impact it's having on hospital discharges. What would Sinn Féin do or what could they do realistically to do different to what the government is currently doing or what you've described as they're not doing? What, what, what could Sinn Féin well, do immediately? Well, Alan, the, the, the immediate response, uh, this requires immediate response and uh, look, we have to use uh, the health service must maximise the use of smaller and private hospitals to provide elective care and storage capacity to alleviate the ED, the ED departments. Uh, must also prioritise emergency and urgency care. Like uh, uh, that must be redeployed straight away from, from other areas into the ED, into the ED uh, departments, Alan. Uh, 
you know, so that's, that, that has to be done. Uh, the minister sh- sh- should really be meeting the HSE leadership on a regular uh, uh, basis, even on a daily basis, and, and make sure the HSE management to ensure that they, they're, all, they're all available uh, for public and private health care. Uh, Johnny, also, you know? Johnny have, has your investigation, your research uh, told you or, or told your party that there are people in other areas within the health service could be moved into emergency uh, uh, A&E departments? Are, are you believe, do you believe that the staff are there? Because we're led to believe there's a chronic sh- a staff shortage, so much so we might have to bring in people from other countries to try and address well, it. Well, Alan, that, that, that is a issue being, being, being looked at. I mean, it's one of, it's one of the areas. Uh, recently, uh, we met with um, uh, uh, representatives of the Irish Doctors Association uh, and they stated categorically the, the issues that, that that is happening. I mean, one of the main issues, as I've just said, is, is doctors abroad coming in, the criteria needed for them to be adopted into the Irish system. Uh, there, there is definitely a lack of GP, but also, Alan, we have to state that they, they actually told us that there was no um, um, meaningful engagement uh, on, on the GP contracts at the moment. And they're insisting on, they're, they're ready to go, they're ready to rock this business. They told us they have everything and they're all the ducks in a row, but they have, the, the government are not really engaging in, in that issue. And that is very, very important, Alan. OK, well, I bring this uh, to Paul Kios, the next one up on Monday, and I'll raise this issue with him. Just before I move away from health, the lack of GPs, dentists and other health professionals, what would Sinn Féin or what could Sinn Féin do differently if you were in power in the morning? Could you do anything? Well, Alan, the, the, the situation is, is with the graduates. Uh, the, the, there is a major problem. The GPs raised this and dentists raised this with us. They're stating that that a lot of a lot of uh, uh, people abroad are taking up uh, uh, places in 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 the college in the graduate colleges because simply they're paying more, Alan. To be truthfully about it, they pay about one hundred forty-five thousand for for, for 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 their education in that. But we have to have a look at conditions and work and capacity. That's that's the main issues, Alan. That has that has to be looked at. All right, I want to move on to the Exchequer now. Yesterday there was a surplus of 5.2 billion euro announced from the Exchequer. Uh, Brendan Howland stated quite clearly, I didn't have the information when I was speaking to Verona Murphy and James Brown, but I had the information when I was speaking to Brendan Howland. He outlined quite clearly where he believes this 5.2 billion euro should go and go immediately. Where do you think it should go? As a Sinn Féin deputy representing Wexford, what, what area do you think the 5.2 million are areas you think the 5.2 million should go that would benefit this county? Well, Alan, look at um, this is kind of a surplus that, that arose from the corporate tax. It's the first time ever in history that that it has uh, it has actually overtaken that, uh, which is but it, it really is an unreliable. Uh, it, it's, it's it's not resilient. It, it, it really is is a temporary uh, uh, money. So we've got to be careful how we spend it. Yeah. You know, my idea of it would be firstly, Alan, look at. Uh, Economists have predicted, Alan, that there is a recession coming to European countries. We see a recession in in our neighbour, in Britain, at the moment. Uh, this is going to obviously affect our own people. So my idea would be we have to we have to make sure that the money is spent to help uh, or support use of 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 of, of households, Alan. Right. At the moment, you know. So it, 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 it ties into my next question, which is the rising cost of living. Do you believe that money should be allocated to ease the burden on those who are most affected? And disturbing stats emerged when I was speaking about the most recent uh, stats released about this country of ours, that those earning least are suffering most at the moment with the rising cost of living. 
uh, it's not rocket science. Is that what you're saying? Is that the Sinn Féin spin on this, that you, not so much spin, but your plan would be to use some of that 5.2 billion to assist those who most need it? Alan, we, at the end of the day, um, you have to convert economic growth into, into social improvement. And that's where, that's where government is failing. Like, it, you, you need, you, we're going to need, you know, in 2023, 24, 25, we can see the cost of living, we can see energy rising. We're going to need sm- to protect small businesses. Small business provides 75% of, of, of employment in our country, in our county. So we've got to make sure that small businesses, small farmers are looked after. Right. We have to make sure that, Alan, and that money has to be used uh, to weather the cost of living crisis uh, in, in, and to help households. Okay, I want to look at the slow pace of delivery of key projects. Have you identified the key projects that you believe are moving far too slowly? What are they and what would you like to see happen with them and what do you think can happen with them in 2023? Well, obviously, Alan, campus or, or university campus is, is, is very important. to Whitesford. Unfortunately, it had some setbacks, but it's on the move, Alan. It, 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 it will eventually get there. We had problems with the CPO. Obviously, at the very start, Alan, to be honest about it, there was a lot of leaks happening, which didn't help the situation. Uh, it, it 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 actually caused, you know, like like the cost of land going way way up that it should than it should should be. Uh, that has been resolved. The CPO issue is there. Mm. Uh, we were assured by Tom Enright that it's going all go ahead. Mm. That uh, at the moment anything that can be done is being done. Uh, Minister Harris at the time. Stated that this this would go. He promised that it would go through. So we're hopeful that it, that it will it will it will happen. Obviously, um, our Ross Lair and and the wind farm. Uh, we need we need uh, we need we need a really uh, something to happen on, on that end. Yeah. We're really lacking in in, in, in planning and on, on that side. And that is going to be very important. You know, they're saying that that, that Ireland is going to be the next Saudi Arabia with regard to wind. Okay. That's true. Anything else that you believe is uh, moving at a too slow pace? What about the Trinity? Uh, I was going to mention Trinity Wharf. Uh, does that? Uh, are you worried about that? And, and above all, the flood relief scheme in Enniscorthy on your own patch. Yes, Alan. Well, well that have, I mean, you know, I was advocating this for, 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 for years, and I, I've always said, and I was kind of criticised for saying it, it, it's not done until the minister signs off. Unfortunately, the minister uh, refused the scheme. Uh, we know it on the grounds of, of environmental grounds on uh, well, I think it was um, fresh water yeah, yeah. and 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 I think it was uh, uh, flotation uh, plant flotation or something like that as well. Yeah. Uh, but but Alan, like we're still, we're still working on this. Supposed to be a review on that. That review hasn't been uh, hasn't been uh, published yet. We're waiting to see exactly what comes out of that report. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're hoping that we can separate the two the two um, major projects and go ahead with at least with the bridge which will help an awful lot and, and alleviate the, the flooding at the moment I think when they removed the, the rafter bridge there was there which is which in my opinion is far too low on the worst place Finally Johnny your priorities for 2023 what are they? We're speaking to Sinn Féin well, Deputy Johnny Mythen Well priorities Alan obviously Hannah, the major priority and the major happening here is housing um, I will be pushing for, for, for a referendum on, on the right to housing in the constitution uh, I think it's, it's imperative I mean, we cannot have another, as the song goes, another bloody flight of ours. We have people here, we, we have employment, but unfortunately we have no people to live. And it's really, really a priority, and it's really causing major society problems. Uh, and I suppose 
uh, obviously the, the university. But, uh, you know, and, and on the last one, as, as, as being a, a Republican, I, I would like to see um, a, a Citizens' Assembly on, on a United Ireland. All right. There are your thoughts for, for, for 2023. We'll be in contact with you, of course, uh, throughout the course of the year. But uh, thank you for taking time to talk to us this morning. Good morning to you. Thank you, Alan. Thank uh, you. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.